Welcome, everybody, to another episode of the Home and Body Improvement Show, starring yours truly, Coach Potts and Rockin' Ross. Today, we talk about name brands, name brand tools, name brand workout clothes. Are they worth it? I don't know. You'll have to stick around and find out. If you haven't yet, go to coachpots.com, sign up for the newsletter. Also, I'm on social media. You can find me on Facebook and Instagram. You can find Ross there as well. Hope you enjoy episode eight of the Home and Body Improvement Show. There he is. Hey, 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 hey. What's up, my man? How's it going? Oh, Andy, good to hear from you. Good to hear from you. Man, are you are you enjoying the sunny weather today or what? Yeah, you know what? Normally I like to make uh, deep, sardonic jokes that kind of expose my, my dark sense of humor that makes everyone kind of feel uncomfortable, but underneath their breath they kind of want to laugh, but they're not sure if they should. But I'll be honest, the sun's been nice. I really, it's been like... Uh, Making me feel a little bit. Ha- I want to say sunnier, but that just sounds stupid. I feel my 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 cheery disposition is finally coming to the surface. I like that. I like that. I'm feeling the same thing. I'm feeling the same thing. And now I'm not saying I'm Ross chairs, but I'm starting <laughs> to feel, you know, a little more optimistic about this whole thing. Yeah. No. I I agree. You know, what? I confused uh, my client today. I was uh, putting away some lawn furniture because I painted the deck uh, this past weekend, and I said to my client. I said, do you ever feel that, it, like, uh, that you've kind of been in the house too much and it's just, you're kind of excited to be outside with the sun and everything? And she's like, what? And I realized at that moment that uh, I guess I've been inside too long. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I guess we all have. <laughs> it's one of those things where you have to actually make a decision to go outside because it's very easy to stay indoors and just allow the days like I feel like those you know those like that calendar pull sheet that you see like in the, in the old time movies to like show that time has passed where like the days just keep <laughs> that's what this feels like man just being trapped indoor groundhog day one day is is no different than the next um, but not, not today today felt great man did you actually get outside don't lie to me no I did go outside yeah no I was uh yeah today uh Raj and I were uh, just kind of wrapping up at one uh, a bathroom job, and uh, we got everything kind of installed, everything installed, and uh, installed the shower curtain and the shower rod, and that was a chrome finish. We were happy just to be done with it, um, but also just to just be looking back and hearing the client just uh, get excited that they have uh, their second bathroom working now. So, well, they have a shower in the second bathroom. What are these like millionaires? No, no, just average, average, average couple has a nice extra bathroom. Uh, it's a two bathroom ranch home, and this bathroom was just in need for an upgrade. The last time they got it upgraded uh, was in '98. They need, so, they need a little touch of Ross. That's like what, 23 years ago? Little, they need a little rock home improvement. Yeah, they did. Totally did. So I'm glad you delivered once again. I have a question though, because I. Man, I can't even the last time I had anything other than a shower curtain. Are shower curtains tacky or is that the way to go? I feel like over time it's probably the most sanitary way to do it because you can just throw them in the washing machine, right? But is it just preference or should you get one of those doors or what do you recommend? 
it, it depends on your location space because at this one, this was, this was a small bathroom, so you don't want to have a sliding glass door because due to the amount of space that you have, you got a toilet, you got a vanity sink, and then you have the door. And when the door uh, opens and closes, you definitely have to get into the shower uh, with closing the door, clearly. But then also, you're gonna, normally people go into the shower on the back side uh, or the front side. So it's like, this way the, the front options, side yeah. is, I'm calling that the, where the mixer is. Yeah. So let's call that. So then, fine. Some people like it that way, some people don't. Or that's just the compromise. But I always so, feel like if you know someone's going to break in and attack you while you're in the shower... With a glass door, at least you have somewhat of a chance because you could see him coming, right? But if you get that curtain, man, you're 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 kind of SOL, wouldn't you agree? I would, I would, I would. But then you know you can actually or just jump at them while the curtain's there. So you you know it's a, you, at least a bit of plastic might scare them because right. a lot of people don't like wet plastic touching their skin. Yeah, you I never don't know, know. Anybody. You never know, man. That's why you can be ready at all times. That's why I wear my gun with me even in the shower. Even in the shower, it's smart. It's, I swear, you got your magazine, you got your your conditioner, you got your soap. It's right next to each other the whole time, and you know, the bar soap. This is one essential. I, you know what? I, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and say this, man. I like to take baths, and one essential thing that I think every bathroom needs. What do you think it is, Ross? Um, in terms of baths. In terms of baths, you need a nice niche. I don't even know what that is. You need Epsom salt. So oh, I Epsom salt. Yeah, I know. I, I buy it by the uh, I buy it by the bag. This gigantic bag lasts me a while. I usually throw about two cups in anytime I take a hot bath, and uh, it, I don't know if it does anything. You know, like I don't I don't get out of the bath and think to myself, my God, if it weren't for this Epsom bath, I'd I'd still be a, a broken down old man. But it, it's one of those things that anytime I take a bath, Epsom salt, you got to do it and you got to get bubbles. I don't care how you do it. You, essential oil is one thing. Maybe something to some incense or something to make the room smell good. You might want to do a candle to provide a little environment. I suppose you could say some atmosphere. But one thing you don't want to skip, Epsom salt for any bath. Any bath. is it Now, what, what's your scent? I don't, see that that's the thing. Epsom salt doesn't have a scent, but if I did, I don't. I'm just gonna say lavender because I really don't have one, and that just sounds like a bath type scent that you should say, right? Right. Yeah. You have to. Eucalyptus. 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 Okay. Yeah. No, I could, that would definitely be on my radar, but it's definitely a second, possibly third to lavender. <laughs> you know, when I, when I think of eucalyptus, I think it's great, but then at, at some point, I have in my mind the times that I was sick trying to heal myself in a bathtub, and I think of eucalyptus. So yeah. I got that playing in my head whenever I'm doing a soaking bath. But I'm not doing baths at this time in my life. No? Well, you're missing out. The thing is, you know, I'm about 200 pounds, six foot two. I got this tiny bath. I literally have to kind of shift around just to try and get more of my body underneath the water at, at different times. But uh, I tell you, if, if, especially if I've happened to work out that day, it's a leg day or I've done a long run or even in the winter time, a nice warm bath at the end of the day. Oh, with some Epsom salt? Are you kidding me? And a nice, I just put a bottle of water, I put some yoga tunes on, I relax. The only thing I haven't done yet, but this is coming, is put some cucumbers on my eyes. That's that's heaven. That's heaven in the bathroom right there. <laughs> With cucumbers. 
<laughs> you can't skip the jokes. Hey, Ross, I have some poignant questions today, and I realize this is actually a this is thematic for both the home and the body improvement. Today's topic was talking about either generic or brand name tools, but it was also going to be what kind of workout clothes should you wear. But I think that same theme of brand name and generic applies to the workout clothes as well. So I guess the question I have for you is, let's say, let's say I'm a newer guy, and which I am, and I need some tools that you know are going to get me through the next couple years. Um, I want stuff that's not going to break down on me, and I want things that are going to apply to the the tool or the the jobs that I'm going to do. So I don't need something fancy that I'm only going to use once. Do you think I need to buy some name brand tools? And I'd like to hear what your take on a name brand is. Do you think I should buy the cheapest ones available because I'm planning to either upgrade or I may not use them in the future or go middle tier? Ooh, that's a good question. I kind of like how you put it to middle tier. You know, um, you don't want to buy anything black and decker. That's always kind of been the tradition. Uh, I know things have gotten better since probably the 80s. Wait, so black and decker is no longer relevant or how would you describe still, it? It's still around. I. Last I looked, I've know, never seen. I, I haven't seen them in a long time. Name, you know, um, but I think they actually make more uh, household appliances versus, uh, you I know, versus drills. You know, and kind of tools. I got a question for you. You grew up in the Chicagoland area, and I don't know if this is a national brand. You ever heard of Frank's? Frank's, yeah, that's a blast yes. from the past. That seems like a place they would sell a lot of Black and Deckers. <laughs> no, Frank's was a garden center. Yeah, the nursery, right? Yeah. Oh, definitely. That was there was a Frank's uh, where I grew up, and I'd go in there, and being like, "Hey, I don't have a garden. <laughs> I had nothing." So you did this and as a kid. So you were annoying as a child as well. I was. I was. Good for you. God bless they you. Wouldn't, they wouldn't let me in the stores. Yeah. So this is a true story. Speaking of more blast from the past, when I used to go to the mall, my mom was kind enough to like do her shopping and just let me wander. And it was kind of like, you know, me here at this time. Here's a dollar or two if you want to go to the arcade. Sounds great, right? And I remember being like a 10 year old kid at South Lake Mall, wandering around Radio Shack and just kind of looking at the different appliances and stuff like that. And some guy being like, hey, kid, is your mom around? And I was like, no. You know, like she's shopping. He's like, well, why don't you just go ahead and get out of here? And I was like, what? And he was like, yeah, you know what? We don't want kids wandering around the store. And I was like, uh, you know, I wasn't going to talk back. I think I was like, okay, I'll just leave, you know. And then I felt like heartbroken, you know, and I was trying to explain it to my mom. And she was mad enough to like want to go back in there. But I guess they kind of have that policy. I don't know, man. It was just a really awkward time that obviously traumatized me for the rest of my life. That's so funny. That's so funny. Hey, kid, why don't you get out of here? <laughs> so hey, kid, why don't you get out of here? Gosh. South How many Lake times has that a lot of people heard that one before? Hey, kid, hey. get out of here. Yeah, I mean, it sounded like it was like the streets of New York in the 1920s, but I doubt that's what he sounded like. But it was a Radio Shack. It was South Lake Mall. And uh, I w- it must have been around, I don't know, 1990, 89, 90. I was 10 years old right around that time because um, there was no reason for me to be shopping with my mom unless there was no school i don't know whatever man just radio shack i'm glad they fell off the face of the earth remember they tried to rebrand and go by the shack (laughs) yeah that was that was the end of it all you know um gosh the last that i knew was that that actor who what's his name uh comedian um he's he bought he bought uh gosh i can't think of his name he bought 
I think he bought the company, um, Radio Shack. I really? can't think of his name. Yeah, he did improvising all the time, too. He married Mariah Carey. Oh, um, Nick, what's his name? Nick Cannon. Nick Cannon. Bought Radio Shack? Yeah, you can look it up. I think Nick, yeah, Nick Cannon, Radio Shack. I'm going to take your word on this one because I, I, <laughs> the, the amount of time I feel like it would take me to look that up is the amount of time that I'll never be able to get back, and it's just not worth it to me. Well, in 2015, looking at it right now, Nick Cannon names Nick Cannon as Chief Creative Officer for Radio Shack. Yes, that's right. And that was in 2015. Oh, boy. I could tell you, I black and decked. You know what? We're, we're taking a black, we're taking a trip down memory lane here. But do you remember when black, or, uh, Radio Shack, they sold Toshiba? That was their big thing. And, you know, to get a Toshiba computer, you knew you bought it from Radio Shack. And if you, it was one of those things. If you bought everything from Radio Shack, you're all right. But outside of Radio Shack, nobody sold nobody sold Toshibas <laughs> that I remember. Um, oh, was, that's so funny! I forgot about that. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Because that was the you know the late '80s, early '90s when home computing was starting to make a. Um, it was starting. To, I, we had we had Commodore at my place, Commodore 64 originally. Then that eventually became the Amiga. But then there was no like it was IBM for some reason. They never called it PC. And then uh, Apple II, Apple II, Apple II GS was a big one. Um, and then, like, that's when these computers were super expensive. They barely did anything. They usually broke down on you. And it was it was frustrating enough to, like, want to wait another 10 years just to get some. I think the hard drive was the first time that I finally started using a computer with a little bit of reliability. Because up until then, it was all these floppy. I remember the floppy disks, the three-and-a-half-inch hard disks, which, I mean, I, I've actually had... I know people that use those up until about, you know, five, ten years ago. Those were those were still a big thing in like um, if you ever did any stage um, shows with lighting, they always had a disc drive and they would record all of the lights on three and a half disc hard disks. Am I just talking? I feel like I'm just no, talking man, at this point. I'm still listening, man. I'm just in awe of like, yes, yes. I remember all that. Yeah. You know, gosh. But Radio Shack, they had one on State Street in Jackson. I remember. Or maybe it was Michigan Ave in Jackson. It was right around that area. I remember going to buy... <laughs> It was a um, uh, the the quarter inch to um, the the red white the, the composite or uh, component which whatever one it is audio uh, cables because that's like you know that was the place to go Radio Shack you'd buy bar you'd buy parts from there you'd never buy anything that was electronics wise that you always went the best buy for that <laughs> but yeah Radio Shack let's get back Gosh. to tools man Are sorry back to the tools man I know we went down that rabbit hole holy jeez. <laughs> I feel like I just got 20 years younger talking about that. So we got the Milwaukee's, you got the DeWalt's, DeVault. You know, DeWalt. and like, I'm just saying like there's, I think for anybody who's just trying to buy some tools for, themse- for themselves, um, a lot of people just end up going to introductory tools like Ryobi. That's what uh, I, I got. got. nothing against it. They, they, they do have some user-friendly tools that are good for you. Um, like, you know, I've seen, you know, like, again, if you, Whatever, if you can invest in that, just buy a little vacuum, you know, buy the brand, a little handheld vacuum, because there's always going to be some sweeping that you have to do. And it's great to have an electric vacuum around besides a little dustpan. If you have a dustpan, that's fine, too. For me, I have both. So sometimes if I'm just trying to do a little quick fix-up job, again, I'm going to be drilling. I have this small tool handheld vacuum with that works with my power drill. And I, as long as I have a second battery with me, okay, I can yeah, get so at least probably a solid 40 minutes out of that vacuum. 
Let's clear this. Let's clear this up a little bit. Run. You're talking about essential tools. You definitely need a vacuum. Because, you know, depending on what you're doing, but most but, likely but it's going to come a, in handy, a, right? Just a portable vacuum, like one of those kitchen ones that your mom had in the house. We used to have a dustbuster. Do you remember those? Yeah, dude. See, back it comes back circle again as a remodeler, as a homeowner. Something like that is great to have. I swear. I think I, what you, know. you were saying, because we kind of touched upon this last week as well, is the um, depending on what tools you decide to get you want to stick with that brand because a lot of the batteries are interchangeable and the batteries are not cheap right right yeah you know and yeah every, you know my dad fights this all the time when dewalt comes out the new battery they have these flex bolt batteries flex bolt batteries are a lot longer and they can do actually more work by using this battery so if i'm you know so i've so it gets the power of plugging them in you know, remember like a power drill that you plug in gets all that power of 120 watts versus the amount of amperage that you get of a, a 20 volt battery. So you can get more power out of these new batteries called Flexible. Milwaukee and Dewalt are doing it. And you I say can't flexible? think of other companies. But so is it a battery that you can in fact plug in? No, but you get more power out of your drill without changing out your, gotcha. your tool. So like, again, if I have... If I get like the hammer, like a, like a, like let's say like a jackhammer, right? There's like a jackhammer that you can put a flex bolt battery on and you probably can get a solid hour out of it or two. Depends because instead of changing out that battery, you get more power and you're impacting the ground, you're chiseling. So there's new tools, new batteries that actually get more power to that equipment that you're using. And it's not going to die out. Now, do these new batteries apply to the old tools, or do you also have to upgrade your tools? Um, you have to buy the FlexBolt tool. Ah, that's how but, they get you. But the tools that I use, we don't use FlexBolt. We just use the 20 volt dual batteries. So you like Dewalt? I mean, are you are you brand loyal then? Is that the we're, Cadillac we're, of? We're brand loyal to Dewalt products. Yes. So I haven't failed. So I bought the Ryobi. I bought a Ryobi. Okay. Uh, what do they call those saws? Where you know you, you you push them down and chop box. Yeah, I mean, but not a table saw. What is that called? A circular Your saw. Scale saw. Nah, man. I mean, it's like attached. It's, it's it sits on the the workbench, and you you know you like it's got a light on it. You know what I'm talking about saw. Yeah, your chop box. Chop. Nobody yeah. calls it a chop your box. Miter saw. Miter saw. Bought one of those, bought a Ryobi because the DeWalt was like, I want, I don't know how much more. It was like a hundred bucks more and they yeah. couldn't, it couldn't convince me like I needed to spend an extra hundred dollars just for the name. I mean, in the amount of times I, I plan on using this thing, I think it's going to hold up. I bought a Ryobi uh, power drill. Love it. You know, so far it was a huge step up from the one I had that plugged in the wall. This one has a nice battery. Um. But I don't Can know. I, I don't mean to, to interrupt you. Um, the other thing too is you have to think about weight. You know, I know like the, you know, like I'm looking at a Ryobi, uh, you know, miter saw right now, and you know, it comes down to how much amps it comes out to. But also, just think about how much weight. My brother-in-law has a heavy Craftsman, you know, miter saw. It's heavy. This thing, I don't want to pick it up. It's like 40 pounds. It's probably, It's just. It's so heavy. This thing is the old technology that was 10 years ago, 15 years ago of a, of a chop box. And just, it's just, there, there are some things that 
just think about how much weight you want to pick up give yeah. or take i know that we all want to show off that you know we have a heavy tool that does the job no that's, that's tough, those days are done <laughs> think about how many times you want to pick that thing up and down yeah no the the, right? the days of trying to show up are over man i I, you know what? I, all you have to do is be on one job for half a day to realize I, I want to carry on a little weight as possible. But what about like, you know, we're talking about like crescent wrenches and socket wrenches, like a snap on. The, is that the one you get or does it even matter when it comes to those kinds of tools? You know, what? I, I don't really know so much of the snap on tools, I'll be honest. But what I've seen, a lot of mechanics use the snap on tools. Uh, they have a good relationship with the snap on tool guys uh, from the car replace for the repair place my dad goes to in Warrenville, he talks to the mechanics over there, and they always they, they have a great relationship with Snap-on. They're, I don't see hear any complaints. It was, say. It was one of those things. I used to see Snap-on you know, trucks all over the place. I don't see them as much anymore, but I don't know if that was the deal. Like if you worked for Snap-on, they gave you the truck. But I used to see them like around the neighborhood when I was growing up. You know, It was not uncommon to see several Snap-on trucks. And then keep in mind, I grew up around northwest Indiana, so like, you know trans ams and like you know fixing fixing stuff and construct like you know rural living and that type you know a little bit more than let's say uh your naperville's you know <laughs> yeah yeah a lot, a lot more tools a lot of more tooled sheds a lot more garages full of like workbenches northwest indiana good blue collar folk out there ross yeah man i love the good folk i like the blue collared folk man they're my best people not like in right. wheaton where like you know you need to take your car in for an oil change people in northwest indiana they do that themselves dude people out here in Wheaton do the same thing they man. Do those that. are my clients too out here i tell you it's like a yeah, magic like carpet ride over there that place is it's just a bunch of soft people no i i, I <laughs> warrenville now that's where it's at man wheaton not so much <laughs> no i just know no man i you know like talk about blue collar communities like I like how there's these little pockets within nice places, you know, and it's just amazing. It's amazing all these people that kind of make this all come together. Some people like, you know, living in nice areas, and sometimes they live in nicer areas, but, you know, probably a little bit in low-income housing, you know, but I, I love people who want the best for themselves and look after the best for themselves. You know, that's, that's awesome. And um, it's... There's just so many people out there who, you know, have different trick, you know, different things or different appeals where they live and what do they want out of it, you know? So I could go on. But speaking it's just, of it's, speaking of appeal, Ross, that bring, that's a beautiful segue into our next topic. Do you mm-hmm. our workout clothes I wrote our workout clothes necessary? Yes. You do need clothes to work out in. I don't care. Now now when you say that, do you wear your sweatpants and wear your the shirt that you wore to bed? Is that what you, you do? Me personally, yeah, that's absolutely what I do. <laughs> oh gross. Wait, okay, so hold on. Do you have like a like a separate like just closet full of like or drawer full of just workout clothes? All I have is uh is is a is a fitted tank top, a tight tank top or like a loot or a t shirt. It's close to being tight. Um or like uh or like a t- you know, uh, a t shirt that I made into a tank top and I wear uh under armor uh leggings. And that's what I wear for yoga. Wait, so you put out. So let's say, I mean, how many sets of like workout clothes would you say you have? I got three pairs of Under Armour uh, leggings, and I have four. I have four um, like shirts. Okay, well, so this, I guess, that's not what I'm, the the topic I'm trying to explore here. The topic I'm trying to explore is why do people spend so much money on clothes they're going to work out in, and 
The truth is, I, I remember back in the day when your workout clothes were just your worst clothes. Like whatever shirt had a hole in it, you'd use it for your workout uh, shirt. Or if you remember Rocky when he was talking, about, I think it was Rocky too, and he was chasing a chicken and Mick was like, what's with that shirt? And he's like, it brings me luck. And he's like, yeah, it brings flies. Like that was the type of stuff you would work out in. I don't know at what, maybe in the 80s with the leg warmers and the, and the rope headbands and the leotards and stuff. But all of a sudden, like workout clothes became its own entity and people would invest all this money into just clothes that they were going to work out in, like which is essentially sweating and grunting and, you know, touching machines and doing whatever it is you do uh, when you work out. And when did this come about? When did Lululemon decide to set the bar for and I'm probably going like hundred dollar pants to work out in? It's like, did I miss something here? Man, people want to look good as they're as they're working out. I guess you know? it, it has it always been like I would I would imagine it started in the eighties, right? Dude, like, I've tried on Lululemon leggings. Yeah, and I tell you, it was like, oh, okay. I tried I tried on. I was trying to because like I knew these things were expensive, so I was like, all right. Well, since they're mass producing women's, I was like, these gotta be the same thing, right? And I put them on, and it's accentuating my butt. Ah. And I was like, well, I was staring in the mirror, you know. You're thinking to yourself. Eh, yeah, at, 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 at like a sporting goods store, and I'm just like, Jesus, really? And then I'm like, let me try another one. And I'm just like, man, I can't even save some money trying to just go to the girls' section and get some some leggings. I was like, dude, this ain't gonna work out. This ain't gonna work out one bit. So I, I, I think you got to draw the line and what you buy. And to answer that question is, I work out enough that I do. I don't buy the clothes for the way they look. I buy them for how they feel. So I was always loyal to Champion for a long time. Like I had a coach in high school who wore a shirt that said, it takes a little more to make a champion. So I've always liked the Champion brand. And then I believe Target and Champion teamed up. I don't know if that relationship still exists. So I had a lot of Champion clothes, but they kind of went out on me, you know, after a while. Like the, it was like, um, and it, it was cheap enough to where you go buy stuff, but like even wearing it, it didn't quite fit right. Uh, to this day, my favorite workout shirt is an Under Armour T-shirt I bought. I, I believe I spent 25, 30 bucks on it, which it seems to me is like kind of a lot for a T-shirt. I know some people are probably laughing like, that's it. But it's my favorite shirt. I only have one of them. Um, I try to wear it, you know, and it's lasted for at least 10 years now. And it feels the most comfortable when I work out. So I guess if you do find a brand you like that fits well, that doesn't have to be the most expensive brand, um, is it going to enhance your performance? No. Will it feel better when you work out? Yeah. Is it kind of a shirt you look forward to when you work out? You know, yeah, I, they kind of are. So I, I can see spending a little bit more. But I, I can see the days of, hey, I work out a lot. Let me just wear the worst clothes I own for my workout clothes. That's not always the way to go because then there's really nothing to look forward to in terms of like, you know, feeling good, looking good, you know, getting a good workout in and then enjoying the clothes you're wearing while you're doing it. But, you know, the days of like dressing up, spending like, you know, $300, $100 or so on a pair of pants, $100, you know, $50, $70 on a shirt, tank top, you know, a nice warm up jacket. It's like uh, that, that's the, the fashion part. When that crosses over to the workout world, that's when I kind of you kind of lost me. But, you know, brands that claim, hey, you know, these 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 wick you know it, it pushes the uh it pushes the sweat out or like this cotton it breathes a little better i'm willing to give it a shot because i do work out enough to where i do want to feel comfortable when i'm you know wearing those clothes you feel me ross yeah no i feel you like i like my under armor leggings and i have the sweat gear and the heat gear 
And, you know, the sweat gear is where I can just sweat and be okay. And the heat gear pretty much keeps me warm, you so, know. And I have an Under Armour, um, like, mock turtleneck. This is, it's the yeah. warmer shirt I have. And so anytime, you know, we still, if we do a turkey bowl or anytime, like, we go for, if it's, a, like, a run and I know it's below 20 degrees, I'm wearing that shirt. And I know nine times out of ten I'll probably get too warm while I'm wearing it. And it sure was expensive, yeah. but it, it's lasted. I do have one pair of Lululemon pants, and they were given to me as a gift. And they're my favorite pair of pants. And I've had them for six, seven years already. And they're just as good as the day when I first put them on. So uh, I don't know. I get torn. I don't think you should spend lots and lots of money on workout clothes. I think you should maybe have one or two nice pairs that you wear you know, relatively often. I think you should probably invest a little bit of money because the stuff that feels better usually lasts a little bit longer as well. But don't go overboard. Don't be... You know, I, I won't wear that shirt because it doesn't match my shorts type thing. You know, it's like, are you really there to work out at that point? <laughs> you know? Yeah, no, like for me, like I st- like mentally, dude, I always feel better when I'm working out in a black tank top, you know, and, it, and it's a real tree, you know, hunting brand tank top that I made. And it's my favorite one, but I like it because it, it's just real cotton and it, it's real cotton, but also, you know, probably, you know, what is that? Um, it's, it's a, you know, it's got that mesh blend. But it gets me really hot in it, and it's my favorite shirt because it doesn't wick away my sweat. Like I kind of like heating up wearing the darn thing, and that's like something that I do enjoy. Or you, you know? can, or you could just do CrossFit where every workout you practically end up naked anyway, right? Or as minimal clothing as possible. Then you don't have to worry about workout clothes. Then you do not have to worry about workout clothes. So yeah. the, the money you save on workout clothes, you could spend on $200 a month working out a CrossFit gym. See, that's how they get you. They get you one way or the other. <laughs> but you need like the $1,200 deposit, right? $1,400 deposit for the year? No. Payments. I mean, maybe at the gym you go to. Well, I remember I was I remember looking into it. And I was like, how much do I have to pay for the whole year membership? I don't know. I respect people who do it. And... Uh, that's a, well, what about, I mean, you do hot yoga, right? How often does everyone pretty much strip down to their skivvies by the end of the class anyway? What's the point oh, of wearing women nice clothes? Wear tank tops and uh, and you know yoga pants, and I wear a tank top and yoga pants um, and sh- and leggings, yoga leggings, um, and uh, some guys wear wear without a shirt. So, but the hot hot I, classes, nobody wears a shirt, do they? I mean, women do, but like, there's no guys wearing shirts, are there? I wear my tank top. That's even even during like the 105 degree stuff. Yeah. Oh. I mean. You're a tough guy there, huh? Yeah, dude. I mean, plus I, I wouldn't wear like respect and I don't be like guys like, oh, you like my chest? Anybody want to see my chest? All right. I guess I'll do some more of this. It's your class, man. You do whatever you want, you know? You're paying for like, it. I do, but like I, at some point I'm still kind of like, I still like to heat up myself. That's the other part. I still like, I want to like just burn myself with heat i don't know man i take those classes i find it to be uncomfortably hot i start with a shirt i end with a shirt the shirt usually comes off at some point though dude I, I, my suggestion is i all the friends who I tell them to take a hot yoga class go get your hair wet before you come in and it's gonna keep you cool and as you're doing class that's I a great a, tip i have a lot of hair and so i go into all my yoga classes that are hot i have with wet hair do you, do you man bun you have to right yeah, but like there's all the women in there who don't get their hair wet, you know, and they're just trying to keep their hair looking nice, but also just, Do you ever get compliments on you your know? man bun? No. Like no, do people ever ask to touch it? No. I'm not even getting any of that. No. No. What's the point no. of having a man bun? 
I don't know, dude. I don't know. It's to help me keep my hair back without worrying about it. I don't know. I think there's a little bit more to it than that. Because man bun says something. You know what I mean? It says, I'm I'm intellectual. I'm deep. I also can probably take my foot and place it behind my head. That's what a man bun says. And I'm good at my, my Ujjayi breath, breath of fire. <laughs> I got a I got a Shavasana you ain't never seen before. You seen this man bun? You can't walk around with a man bun like this and not be able to do a Shavasana. Wow, Troy, you're so cool. <laughs> On that note, my God, Ross, I actually That's enjoyed great, this episode. I think last time I said it was the eighth episode, but this is actually the eighth episode. This is the Wait. Well, maybe, you know what, because we're recording this on a Tuesday and not a Monday. Like, this should have oh, been out nice. this morning. But Did you do anything fun over, uh, let's just wrap this up, but did you do anything fun over Memorial Day weekend? I hung with my parents. We had a good time. Uh, we actually listened to some Johnny Cash uh, live album from Fulton Prison Ooh. straight through, sipping on cocktails, which I thought was really nice. Yeah, that and is an album that you should listen to straight through. It's, you know, it's one of those that one song flows into the other. Oh man, it was great. I, you know, you feel like you're right there, and you, you sympathize for the inmates who are in there for for life, which was like you do. But then you get to realize that they got to see a free Johnny Cash concert when the rest of America had to pay. So I don't know. You know, it's kind of a fifty fifty, right? Yeah, man. Did you <laughs> did you do any grilling? Did you? Yes, I grilled. Uh, we, we made sliders. Uh, we made bratwurst. Um, we actually made breakfast the next day on the grill in a cast iron skillet with bacon and eggs and potatoes. It was, it was a beautiful day, planted a garden. So my flower boxes are rocking and rolling. Uh, it was a phenomenal weekend. And if I am going to give someone a movie suggestion, I highly recommend Dolomite is my name, the Eddie Murphy movie on Netflix. Started out. Yeah. You know what? Started out watching the wrong Missy, got about 10 minutes into it. And I was like, uh, yeah, no way, man. (laughs) I just like, I just couldn't do it. And I wanted a comedy, so we settled on My Name is Dolomite, and our Dolomite is my name, whatever the name is. Um, awesome. Loved it. Eddie Murphy movie, man. Highly recommend it. Highly recommend it. That's all I got for you, Ross. You got anything for me? You know what? I just want to say, uh, Joe Rogan had Kevin Hart on uh, his show uh, the other night, and Kevin Hart, at the end of the episode, he said, Joe, did you watch that Michael Jordan documentary? And he's like, no, I haven't. He's like... You gotta watch this. Yeah. So you finally, watch this. it's not just me, Ross. It's not just me. Last Dance. Tune in. I did watch a lot of uh, Vietnam, the Ken Burns special as well, man. I, Ken Burns did it again. You know, as soon as I put him on, it's like a portal. I, I get sucked in, and before I know it, five hours of my life is gone. I mean, especially the Vietnam one. Of all the documentaries he made, Vietnam is probably his crowning achievement thus far. So. If you get if you if you like Ken Burns or you like uh, any kind of if you're kind of a history buff man, check it out. Dolomite is my name. Stay away from the wrong Missy unless you are high as an absolute kite, because that's <laughs> got to be the biggest piece of shit movie I've ever seen. Even this is even beneath David Spade. Like David Spade, like yeah, the guy made Joe Dirt. What did you expect, right? Which by the way, Joe Dirt is good. That had some redeeming quality to it. This movie has zero redeeming quality. It's it's awful. It is it's somewhere beneath my shoe. 
If I could give it less than zero stars, I would. If I could beat up the guy who wrote that script, I would. If I, if you could put him in front of me, I would give him the old white right there, Fred, right between the eyes for wasting my life for even that 10 minutes of putting on the wrong. That's how bad it was, Ross. That's how it was just bad. Okay. Was so? Would you say community theater is way better than? I, I would rather watch, not even community theater. I'd rather watch animals interact, like, you know, like a caterpillar and and possibly like a hill of ants. I would rather watch that for an hour and a half than watch The Wrong Missy. That's how awful this movie was, man. Like, Dude, hill of ants sounds pretty good. You know how, you know, that's, forget Johnny Cash. They should be showing The Wrong Missy to inmates as punishment. I guarantee, man, there would be no crime from somebody who got, who left a prison cell after watching The Wrong Missy, knowing that that could potentially be punishment down the road again. It is that bad. How that movie got greenlit? How that movie? I, you know what, Ross? I'm getting animated. I, I didn't want to do that. I'm, I was in a good mood. I was in a real good mood. Oh man. We're gonna do it again next week. What do you say? I look forward to it, man. This is great, man. I want to hear more of your thoughts and again about the wrong Missy. It looks very intriguing for someone who's. I will, I will beat you up. I will beat you up. Oh, well, that sounds nice. <laughs> Ross, we're done. To... See you next week. See you next week. Peace out. There you have it, folks. Episode 8 is in the books. We hope you enjoyed it. If you haven't yet, leave us a review. Leave us five stars. Share each episode. We want our community to grow, and that's one way to make sure that more people can hear about us. If you have any questions that you want featured on an upcoming show, please hit me up at andy at coachpots.com. Other than that, hope you enjoyed the Memorial Day weekend. Welcome back, and we'll see you next time. And we'll see you next time.